Welcome to the Fleet FYI's podcast, the weekly podcast by Utilimark that reveals how you can make the most of your data for smarter fleet management. My name is Gretchen, and every week I'll be sharing with you not only over two decades worth of data insights, but some of the industry's hottest talking points and key metric analysis with the aim to help you better understand your fleet from every angle. Before we begin, if this is the first time you've heard our show, Thanks for stopping by. Once you finish today's episode, if you could take a few minutes to leave us a review on your favorite podcasting platform, I would really appreciate it. Give us a rating, five stars, I hope, or tell us what you liked or leave us a comment or a question about what you've heard in today's episode. If we haven't yet covered a topic that you're interested in hearing more about, let us know. We would be happy to go over it in detail in a later episode. Let's dig in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Fleet FYS podcast. Before we start today's show, which I think you're really going to like, I wanted to remind you about our actively running survey on supply chain issues. For fleet managers, the supply chain issues over the last couple of years have been an ongoing thorn in the side, and I'd love to hear more about how you're dealing with them completely in stride. Wow, that rhymed, and I loved it. If you'd like to participate in the supply chain survey, you can head over to www.utilimark.com forward slash take the survey with dashes in between the words to learn more, and I also have it linked in today's description of the show. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Typically, if I was talking to you folks in person, I would ask for a show of hands at this point. But since I can't, I am curious how many of you have heard of the Electric Utility Fleet Managers Conference, or perhaps you know it by the acronym UFMC. So every single year, it's hosted in the exact same spot in Colonial Williamsburg, Virginia, in the Williamsburg Lodge, and it's a get-together of, you guessed it, electric utility fleet managers in North America. We've had some folks from all over the U.S. and in Canada this year, too, and overall, it is a fantastic show. You know, I have a very strong fondness for the EUFMC, and it's a great way to connect with your peers and your friends in the industry to learn about new technology and vehicles, understand industry pain points and also come together to create new solutions to try and solve some of these problems. And today I wanted to give you all a quick recap as to what the show looked like in 2023 and also a few things to look forward to for 2024. So the show begins as it always does. A lot of people actually fly in on a Saturday, the Saturday that it starts to create a really wonderful atmosphere for the golf tournament that kicks off bright and early on Sunday morning. We have a lot of folks coming from the vendors that are there to the fleet managers that also like to attend as well as the spouses if they would like to bring them along. And we all get together for a golf tournament on Sunday morning where you can chat about the challenges of the day or, as I prefer, just how early you had to get up out of bed to go to the golf tournament. But it's always a fantastic showing every single year played by the best ball. So if you're like me and you golf like a softball player, which for those of you that have never heard me say this before, it means at my waist, 
and not very well if I'm trying to aim for the ball on the ground, you know, you don't have to worry. It's best ball. So odds are they probably won't choose yours ever. At least I hope they would never choose mine, but still, you know, there's there's ways around it. And a lot of folks really, really like it. It's a nice way to kick off a really fun atmosphere for the entire week. And also it sets us up for the next piece. And I think my favorite part of the show, which is actually the drive-through demonstration. Now, on Monday mornings, usually this drive-through demonstration starts at about eight in the morning, but it is one of my favorite parts of the show for a very particular reason, and that is new vehicle technology and new vehicle science that I get to sit and learn so much about, and I just love it. So the drive-through demonstration, if you think about it, is every single vehicle equipment manufacturer that is at the show, they have a drive-through slot where they have roughly about 10 to 15 minutes to tell you about the new innovations, the new science, and the new types of vehicles that are in their lineup for the next either current year or for the next year overall. They'll tell you about vehicle specs, what the equipment can do, and at the end of the drive-through demonstration, you actually get to go and look at this equipment in person, up close and personal, talk to the folks that are there, whether it's from Terex or Alltech or Spiradrill or any type of vendor that is there, you're able to see just exactly what they have to offer, and it's almost like a well, for lack of a better word, a shopping mall for fleet managers that are looking to bring in some new equipments to their fleets, whether through buying, leasing, or rentals. So there's a lot of cool stuff that goes on at the equipment show as well. And that's also where a lot of folks can get together and showcase not just the vehicles that they have on offer, but it's also where other vendors, you know, Utilimark was one of them this year and has been for the last 20-ish years, where you can actually describe what services you're offering to help fleets in their optimization journey or the optimization process, which, as you all know, here at Utilimark, we're really big fans of data. So anytime we can get our hands on an opportunity to tell you about what data can do for you, of course, we're going to take it, right? So Basically, we were able to tell people about all of our solutions that involve real-time fleet analytics and also understanding, you know, just what some of the industry pain points are that potentially, you know, we can help solve. getting on to the part of the show that I really, really value tremendously. And this is a theme that runs across the board when it comes to conferences that Utilimark attends or that I've attended throughout the course of my career. And that is a focus on education and the focus on community-based problem solving. Now, this is a really, really unique aspect to the UFMC that I think a lot of folks really get a ton of value from. And it's the fact that everyone can come together in a non-competitive environment and to be able to share you know, what they're doing in order to get over, say, for example, supply chain hurdles, or this year it was a big focus on electrification and the challenges that are coming with that, maybe some new technology involving hydrogen or even the advancement of CNG. And it's a very interesting environment, I think, in order to be able to create a safe space to have these types of discussions, right? Especially in a very competitive overall environment, right? 
So the big focus for this year was driving sustainability, safety, and technical expertise. And part of that was bringing into the conversation what I'm going to call EV skepticism here. And the reason why I say EV skepticism is that, of course, there's a lot of fleets, if you're government-based or electric utilities or what have you, they've either been mandated or there is a plan to go electric in the near future if it's not already started, right? That's not... That's not new news. But the thing is, is when it comes to EV skepticism, what I mean by this is that a lot of folks are having challenges trying to figure out just how they're going to achieve full electrification of their fleet if that was a promise that was made or a goal that was set a few years ago. Remember in 2020, 2021, there's a lot of folks that are saying they're going to be, you know, on their way to being fully electric by 2025 or 2030. Well, those commitments now expire in two to seven years. So we really need to look at folks that are not only making these commitments, but how they're actually going to be able to achieve them. What a lot of folks are finding, especially in the electric utility space, and I'm sure this is not you know, unique to these folks, but of course, fleets across the board, is issues with finding class six, seven, and eight electric vehicles that not only exist, but they're viable for the job. Right, Because if you take into account the heavy payloads and the fact that a battery, even though in theory and based on factory data, it could have enough range to complete the job, if you add the payload that, say, for example, a utility fleet might need to use, that range could go down dramatically, especially if you bring the vehicle up to higher speeds or depending on temperature fluctuation and thermal management. There's a lot of factors here that really can you know, skew things up a little bit if the vehicles aren't done completely to spec. So that's where a lot of folks are finding the challenge is that they're not finding these class six, seven, and eight vehicles that are really valuable that they can use for their operations. And they're still using diesel or they're using CNG. And now again, you know, we've been over this in the past, right? That not every single fleet has to go electric in order to become sustainable because looking at a sustainability strategy means something different for everyone. And going electric isn't always the right way to go about it, especially if you have a lower budget spend that you're able to allot to EVs or even the charging infrastructure, which a little bit more on charging infrastructure in just a second. But it's a big challenge to try and implement this massively expansive technology that is changing so much, even within the last two years. You can take a look at how electric vehicles have changed, how range has increased, how battery composition and technology has changed. There's so much that can throw a wrench in things, right, that it's really hard to know what the next five years will look like for fleets across the board. Now, on to the charging side of things. There's a lot of folks, similar vein here, that they're looking for charging solutions that won't be rendered obsolete or out of date within the next five years. Because I'm sure you know, especially if you're a fleet manager, charging solutions, they're not, they're not inexpensive, right? It's a decent chunk of investment, especially if you're putting them on private fleet property and you're not relying on public chargers to be able to actually install these things. And whether or not you decide to pursue electrification or if you're being mandated to pursue electrification, if you want to have private charging or utilize public charging or even a little bit of both, there's a lot of questions that still need to be answered in the EV space, especially for fleets looking to move forward with these heavier duty classes of vehicles. Along the same lines, when it comes to these heavier duty vehicles, right, with new technology, There was a point in the conversation this year at the EUFMC that hydrogen and CNG are becoming major players again. 
Now, personally, I don't think CNG ever really left the game, you know, at least in Minneapolis. We have a lot of buses that are operating on CNG. There's a lot of waste trucks or refuse trucks that are being operated on CNG. It's something you see quite a bit. I have yet to see anything on hydrogen at least operating here, but part of that is because they're still looking at how they can best figure out how these trucks are going to work, especially if it's heavy duty like a hydrogen-based fire truck or whatever it is. There's still some questions up in the air for that one, especially when you look at the pressures per square inch of the hydrogen in the actual tank and whether they can survive a crash test. There's still a lot of data that needs to be worked with and the technology still needs to be kind of figured out and perfected. But I'm excited to see where that could potentially come into play, especially if we can't find a good solution for the six, seven, and eight heavier duty class uh, vehicles from, you know, if we can't find a way to make them electric, right? Especially when you take into account the battery recycling or what happens at the end of the battery life cycle. To try and combat sustainability concerns, though, this is one thing that I mentioned it for just a brief moment in um, the, oh gosh, which one was it? The Fleet Vision International recap. And this one was back in the end of April, early May when that episode went out. If you haven't listened to it already, you definitely should. Fleet Vision International is a show that's based in the UK every single year in London at the old Guild Hall. Big sustainability conference. If you want to learn more about it, you can always send me an email. I'd love to chat to you about it as well. Um, but to pivot back to EUFMC, one thing that I noticed in common at both shows was the utilization of a plan to incorporate soy-based tires. Now, we've talked about it a little bit on the show before, and the concept of soy-based tires is pretty simple. Instead of using petroleum-based oil products to create the tires, you're actually using soybean oil to create that majority of the compound. So when you're looking at the tire particulate matter pollution, it can actually be reduced by up to 60%. And some fleets, including the fleet in New York City, has actually seen their pollution overall decrease by about 30% just from the implementation of soy-based tires alone when it comes to tire particulate matter that goes into the air as the tires degrade and as they are ready for replacement, which is pretty cool. There was a lot of folks at UFMC that were really excited about these soy-based tires and also understanding how they might be able to incorporate them in their fleets. And of course, we can always pull together some resources and do an episode on soy-based tires if you are curious to learn more. So please do let me know on LinkedIn. Use the hashtag UtilamarkFleetFYIs if you'd like to see an episode on soy tires, because I, for one, find them absolutely fascinating. The last piece of these general education sessions that I think a lot of folks really find valuable at the UFMC is the round table. So where a bunch of fleet managers, basically all of the folks that are there for the entire week, get together in one room and talk about the issues of the day. What's going on, especially with supply chain now? Like I said, we've got a survey that's going on on utilimark.com forward slash take the survey if you want to tell me all about the pain points you're having with the current supply chain. I would love to hear about it personally. I'm really curious to see what's going on in your neck of the woods. But basically, the idea is to understand what's going on in the world of fleet and how folks can come together as a community to solve these problems. And I think a lot of folks really find it super valuable every single year. There's always two roundtables where a variety of questions can be brought up based on recent survey data or based on folks just bringing questions to the town hall slash roundtable environment. 
there's a lot of value that comes out of those roundtables. And I think it's worthwhile to share a couple of insights, whether it be from the fact that, you know, benchmarking your fleet data is always a valuable way to find performance issues or performance opportunities that you can either optimize or have done so. You can see your progress year over year. You know, you're able to look at, you know, what are the solutions for finding electric vehicle alternatives if you can't find one or who's the best person to lease from. Lots of questions like that are answered every single year. And I think it's one thing that I personally look forward to consistently. Now, my last point here before I wrap up my show recap is that this year, Julie Gomez from Tucson Electric Power created a Women in Fleet event, um, one of the mornings of UFMC. And as a woman in the fleet industry, I find that incredibly valuable to be able to connect with fellow peers that, you know, are looking to make their way in the space. And whether they already have or they're looking to, they're new to the industry, it's always nice to have new connections and colleagues to reach out to, should you choose to, or industry peers. And I wanted to congratulate Julie on creating a very successful Women in Fleet event, and hopefully it continues over the next few years um, at UFMC and beyond that. And on that note, looking forward to 2024, as always, the equipment show, super excited, drive-through demonstration, women in utility fleet event, and also, of course, the education and roundtables every single year. It's all great stuff. I will always look forward to going back to Virginia every year for the UFMC. It's one of my favorite shows of the year, and it prioritizes education and community completely over the majority of things. I mean, it is a fantastic environment to be in. I just wanted to say well done to the entire board of directors in 2023. Thank you all for everything that you have done over the last year to make the show successful this year. And I'm sure I can speak for all of the attendees that came to UFMC this year and in past years that we're all looking forward to the 2024 show. Now, if you have any questions about the UFMC or want to learn more about the show itself, you can head over to eufmc.com. I'll have it linked in the show description if you'd like to take a look. Or if you'd like to know more about Utilimark's involvement every single year with the show, you can send me an email, tag me on LinkedIn, use the hashtag UtilimarkFleetFYIs, or send me a carrier pigeon because why not? But before I go, I wanted to ask you, if you haven't already, if you could please rate and review our show on your favorite podcasting platform. I'm super proud to say that we've got a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and I'd love to hear your feedback if you haven't shared it already. It really helps us out and helps more folks like you find our show. Alrighty, that is all for this week, and I hope I will see you again next Friday for the next episode of Fleet FYIs. Ciao. Hey there, it's me again. 
I think it's time to cue the virtual high five because you've just finished listening to another episode of the Fleet FYI's podcast. If you're already wanting more on all things fleet and vehicle technology, head over to utilimark.com, which is utilimark with a C, U-T-I-L-I-M-A-R-C.com for this episode's show notes and extra insights coming straight from our analyst to you. That's all from me this week. So until next time, I'll catch you later.